Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor. Do you manage your school district's Chromebooks? If you are tasked with getting hundreds or thousands of Chromebooks ready for students this summer, you'll want to listen to this. Visor is a Chromebook and IT asset management software solution designed specifically for school districts. Visor seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system, including PowerSchool. With Visor, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs, and even automate disabling lost or stolen devices while notifying parents all in one click. To see how Visor can help your school better manage Chromebooks, go to visor.cloud slash unbox. That's V-I-Z-O-R dot cloud slash unboxed, or just click the link in the show notes. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. Today, we have an interview episode with Andy Russell, who is a group product manager for education and family at Chrome OS. We had a really fun conversation about Screencast, a feature and tool that we're really excited about that we've already made a video about. Uh, You should go check that out. Uh, We also talked about cast moderation, and we talked about Figma for education. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Andy. All right, Andy, thanks so much for for joining us on on another episode of the Chromecast. So so great to have you. We were we were sitting here getting caught up uh, before we started recording and we just started already getting into good conversation. So I was like, oh, so slow down. Let's save it. <laughs> Let's save it for this. Because uh, we were we were talking about a little bit about kind of, you know, where where Chrome Chrome Unbox came from and, and some of our kind of. Uh, you know, inspiration for this this whole project and and how we we love digging and finding and and you know screencast uh, you know was one that that we were really excited about and had been digging around and that's just the way we're wired. Yeah, I was telling you, you know, we're we we are all just uh, we say we're contrarians. We love just finding you know unique stuff and different ways of doing things. And Chrome OS has always lended itself well to that. And part of that is just kind of digging in and finding new features and 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 this stuff. And the update cycle obviously lends itself well to that too so but we were talking a little bit about like screencast and and kind of uh what it was born from so kind of can continue the conversation there we'll just pick up right where we left off (laughs) well first of all thanks for for having me on uh i'm avid reader of of chrome unbox myself uh and it's been a lot of fun uh passing the (laughs) early development articles uh for the screencast app amongst the team uh we've been blown away by your your ingenuity and uh detective work (laughs) Yeah, as we've built yeah. this app, uh, largely in the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's that's it's the interesting thing about you know uh, uh, the way a lot of. Uh, things in Chrome OS end up happening is because there are so many things that we can dig up in, in the back end and 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 find things. So, uh, so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we didn't spill the beans too much on everything, but we love finding that stuff and love sharing it with our readers. And our readers, it, you know, gets them the hype of it. Gets gets things gets things going. Gets everybody excited about new features, and new products. And and we were excited to see, uh, you know, with this, uh, with this, you know, recent announcement, this kind of education focused announcement with the the Anywhere School event and everything, and uh, seeing screencast in there was was awesome um so yeah great work to, to your team and and uh yeah hopefully like i said we didn't spill the beans too much on everything so <laughs> we build in the open source my friend <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, th- so the the origins of our screencast app. Uh, when I was in school, uh, maybe when we were in school, uh, our teachers used uh, overhead projectors uh, to to teach a lot of things. I have viv- yep. very vivid memories of like my trigonometry teacher, you know, putting the the overlays on the overhead projector and oh, yeah. you know working out the proofs and things like that. Yep. Um, wiping it off, restarting again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, with Screencast, we wanted to build a tool that would enable any teacher and any student to basically turn their convertible Chromebook into a, a wireless whiteboard, right? A remote control for the classroom and to be able to, in real time, uh, record their work and annotate their work and, you know, sketch up quick diagrams or highlight content on the web. Uh, and then send it home with students to be able to uh, watch later or in the student's case to be yeah. able to uh, share a recording with their classroom uh, very extemporaneously, very naturally. Uh, you know, video creation is, is a critical part of, well, our, our world around us, but especially the classroom these days. Uh, and this is the TikTok generation, right? This is the, yeah. the generation of, uh, of students that uh, want to spend a little bit more time in, a little, in production and a little less time in post. Uh, they, they love being able to create and record content on the fly. Uh, they expect to be able to do that. And we wanted to build a tool that uh, was sort of, you know, custom tailored to, to easy content creation. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it is amazing, you know, when you think about even just some of the basic editing tools in text, you know, editing that you can do in overlays that you can do in some of these apps that, that you know, for me early in my, my career trying to figure out, I, I first started with... Uh, Adobe Premiere and editing and that and, it, and back then it was so antiquated and so hard to do something like text tracking or something that now you can do in these apps and you know you just drag it on there and pin it and it works you know so this generation like you said is really attuned to that and accustomed to that and expect that almost you know when we were first digging uh, digging into some of uh, what was then called projector which now, you know, the name makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but when we were first digging into it, you know, we weren't sure exactly what the use case was going to be. We weren't sure exactly where, you know, what the goal was going to be. But I love this idea. Like, I love this idea of creating that that digital version of something that is still a very useful thing in the classroom, right? To be able to, to sit there and, and share work and, and, and show it. Um, and then some of the other features in there, the um uh the i guess what I, I don't know if it'd be called annotations but you know the the timeline that it creates to where you can skip through and find things like we're just sitting and thinking of, of all of these use cases as we're digging into this we're like oh my gosh you could do this like think about you know the one tech thing that you have to tell your your parents every time you go over there and you're like this is how you do it and here <laughs> and now you could just do a, a screencast with this tool market show exactly where they need to click and then oh by the way it creates a you know a nice little timeline down the side that you can click through so it's such a robust tool and and yeah i can i can see so many use cases for it and and just great work i mean it's just just an awesome tool when when you all were first you know building it and you know we were we were tracking it as 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 projector was there any like evolution of this tool or was it always from the beginning kind of meant to be that replacement for that 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 use case like we said the you know the the projector that's in the classroom that that is the is the uh you know the the board or the uh, gosh what am i thinking of you know the old the the dry erase pens yeah. and yeah that that sort of thing was that was that the goal kind of from the get go well i think uh, the best products are those that are designed for a very specific use case. 
uh, and a very focused use case, but are flexible enough that uh, they can be used in ways that you might not anticipate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that's what we're hoping for here with Screencast. So uh, the very specific use case that we're designing for is teachers and students in the classroom. Uh, there were essentially like three trends that we saw through remote learning that we thought had a, you know, were pretty likely to carry over um, as we returned back to the classroom. Uh, first was just the rise in video usage. A whole lot of mm. students uh, watching a lot of video in the classroom and watching a lot of video at home. Um, as, a, as a way to supplement in-class instruction and, and, and digital textbooks and things like that. Uh, the second was that um, teachers over the course of remote learning, they stopped using computers for prep work for like creating worksheets and sending them to the printer and grading reports and things like that. And they started using computers as teaching surfaces, right? Their mm -hmm. computer and their screen became the way that they would teach. Uh, and as a result, initially on Zoom, uh, and on Google Meet and, and other products. Um, but uh, they they started you know just doing in-person stuff and then they started using a lot of digital tools. And then ultimately we saw a lot of educators just using the web as a mm. amazing, completely underutilized teaching resource and, and uh, digital content. Uh, and then the third big trend that we saw was uh, schools going to one-to-one -one is what we call it, uh, one device for, for one student. Yep. Um, which enabled students to stop sharing Chromebooks and to have their own dedicated device. And instead of having to put that Chromebook like into a cart in the classroom uh, at the end of the class, they would put it in their backpack and they would take it home. And so now all of a sudden we have unprecedented access to, uh, to Chromebooks anywhere in school, during study hall, during recess, in, in any class period, but also at home when the kid goes to do a homework. And, and students spend on average about an hour a night on homework. So we thought to ourselves, wouldn't it be great uh, for all of these teachers who are increasingly teaching off of their Chromebooks, right, and using their Chromebooks as, as a, a digital surface for the classroom to teach from, wouldn't it be great if they could record content as they did it? And wouldn't it be great if they could annotate their instruction on screen in real time? And wouldn't it be great if at the end of class they could just hit the stop button and then copy the link and share it to students via classroom or a doc or email, whatever it is, and the student could have access and re-watch that content at home when they're doing their homework? Or maybe a month later when they're studying for a test to recap what happened in class earlier. And wouldn't it be amazing if you didn't have to watch the full 30-minute classroom lecture or instruction and you could just skim the text and jump straight to that point in the video? Or you could search and you know type in nucleus and jump straight to the five points in the teacher's instruction where they talk about the nucleus. Uh, and even better, holy cow, wouldn't it be amazing if students who maybe their teacher's language isn't their first language, they could translate into their preferred language? And as a creator, this was like the really like, aha, holy cow, I can't believe we can do this. What if we could enable teachers to actually trim their content down using text instead of having to upload it to a video editor, splice it, re-render it, and then re-upload it uh, to, to share with students. So that transcript feature, the timeline as you refer to it, uh, transcript. That's the word I was looking for. I just couldn't. I couldn't get there. <laughs> yeah. That, transcript. Thank that, you. <laughs> that's the that's the magic sauce for the app. <laughs> yeah, and trimming, trimming just with the words is incredible. Oh my gosh! I don't even like the back end of as as a video editor, as someone who who loves video editing, and uh, is is you know fairly knowledgeable about how this these things work the f fact that you all have figured out how to do that is amazing to me 
And then, like, the thing I think about as you're going through all of this is just, like, if you're going to be creating this content, like, especially as as educators are, are having more and more on their plate and having to manage more and more technology, you know, if they're doing something uh, uh, repetitively or if they're doing uh, the same kind of lesson, like, why not be able to, why not be able to record it? Why not be able to use that as a tool? And now they get to really get to the the thing they're best at you know the the actual full one-on-one teaching with students and this sort of thing and kind of removing these barriers like let's use technology to 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 enhance the classroom rather than have it be this thing that that teachers have to like you know fool with and stuff and i i I think obviously like that's changing now as more and more teachers are 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 having to use chromebooks and and figuring out chromebooks and seeing how awesome of a tool they are um but it's still that that like let's remove the barriers and 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 have tools like this that are hey if i'm going to do this presentation let's make that presentation now as useful and uh, as beneficial to students as possible, and also let's save the teacher some time, yeah, so that they can then focus on on educating and, and teaching, doing what they do best. 100%. Such a cool too, such you know, a cool too. Everything that we build is basically boils down to a homework helper or a teacher tool, uh, and and as a teacher tool, our our goal is to save teachers as much time as possible, so that they can focus all of their energy and their time on in person instruction, yeah. and coaching and facilitating learning in the classroom. So take as much of the sort of like rote and repetitive work out of their day um, so that they can dedicate that time to prep and they can dedicate that time to instruction and working directly yeah. with their students. And with yeah. Screencast, you, you nailed it. You hit it on the head. Um, you can, if, if you talk to teachers, they'll, they'll often tell you that their first year in the classroom is really hard because they're doing everything from scratch, right? They're doing everything the first time. And the second year will get a little bit better. And the third mm-hmm. year will get a little bit better as they build up resources and materials that they can reuse over and over again. But they've never been able to reuse their instruction. They could reuse a worksheet. They could reuse an exercise or a lesson plan, but they could mm-hmm. never reuse instruction. And with Screencast, what we've done is we've given them a tool to record in real time as they teach so that they can send it with students to go home so the students can recap it and rewatch it on their own time. Sometimes it takes us two or three times to get through something, to, to really wrap our head around something. But the, the sneaky part here is it also gives them a recording that they can reuse the next year and the year after that. And so over time, the teachers will build a library of instructional content that's custom tailored to their students, custom tailored to their, their curriculum and their instruction so that they can start to do things that they never were able to do before in year two and year three and year four because they have that extra time. And then here's the really cool thing, Joe. In this today, (laughs) a teacher has to teach to the common denominator, right? They have to look at a classroom full of 20, 22, 24 kids and then figure out the the way that they're going to present a concept that's going to work for most of the students in the room. And inevitably, mm. they're going to leave some of the kids behind, or they're going to have to follow up directly with some of those kids and 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 spend time one on one with that kid to make sure that that they're they're following along. What a tool like Screencast enables you to do is to create different flavors of uh, of, of of a concept. Right? Teach something differently for different students. So. Students have different learning styles, right? Some students are very visual learners. Some students like 
work really well with mnemonics. That was always my trick in the classroom, right? Order of operations, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, right? The the Great Lakes, <laughs> you know, homes, right? Um, I created mnemonics for everything. And, and when my teachers could do that for me, it was super, super helpful. So maybe you have two or three kids in the class who, who like me, like work, work really, really well off of mnemonic memory tricks. You know, maybe you have kids that could see things visually. Some Maybe kids like remember things through song. And as, a, as an educator with a tool like Screencast, you can create sort of three different versions of a lesson over time, over the years as you teach this. Put it in your library and then share it with the students who are going to to absorb it the best. Yeah, it's incredible. Like a, a, as you're talking through this, I'm just I'm thinking about whenever I was in school. Um, well, I remember my brother. He was in he was in law school as I was going in, into into college into university, and you know he uh, had you know his audio recorder right, and he would sit and record lectures, and then have to sit back and listen to the lecture and kind of use that to 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 kind of go back over his notes and make sure use that as a study tool. Um, whenever I was in school uh, at that time, you know, smartphones were becoming more popular, so I had a I uh, had a the the uh, our audience is is gonna get after me but i had an iphone <laughs> i actually had the very first iphone and uh had the iphone and used that as my you know i would record lectures with that and then go back and listen to it but there was no there was no transcription <laughs> there was no search in there you know i i had to just go back and listen to the whole thing so it's like these tools that you all are creating are, are truly amazing and in and really as you said are 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 hopefully freeing up educators to focus on what they're best at and what they, uh, you know, should be spending more time on rather than some of these more uh, tedious tasks. Um, it's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about Cast Moderator. So, what is yeah. Cast Moderator, and how is that different than than Screencaster? Is it the same thing? Just explain to listeners or, or viewers what that is. Two different products, uh, but very symbiotic. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so Screencast is an application that's built into Chrome OS. Uh, enables you to uh, record your screen, uh, record your narration, it transcribes it for you, uh, and uh, shares it up to Google Drive automatically. Um, it's a great tool for building, as you said earlier, like software demos or, uh, and instructional content uh, in the classroom or in the boardroom, um, creating you know reports of your own uh, if you're a student or or anyone else that needs to like record a presentation or something like that. Um, but it, it's very much you know local on your screen. Uh, right. Cast Moderator is is sort of the sister application that we've built. Uh, it actually lives on Google TV. Uh, and it is a feature for casting on Google TV from a Chromebook uh, where you can connect directly uh, to a Google TV device and, and share your screen as you are presenting it. Uh, and it's designed for classroom-like environments where you don't want anybody on the network to be able mm. to connect directly to the screen. You only want the people who are in the room. So the way the cast moderator works is uh, we show an access code on the screen. Uh, and the student or the teacher can type in the access code on their Chromebook, and it's going to connect directly from their Chromebook to the Google TV device uh, and allow you to cast. And then we give a remote control to the educator so that they can stop a cast at any time uh, or back out of it or disable casting uh, sure. for students if, if need be. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful uh, new feature coming to Google TV for basically like managed environments or or you know right. like okay. office or or classroom environments where you want to have a little bit more control over who's displaying what on what screen. Yeah, rather than just opening up the the floodgates. Yeah, I can imagine you know kids would try to have fun with that if, if anybody could just catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I can imagine 
a few of those have been played in in classrooms when when cast was just wide open yeah yeah uh okay cool so that makes sense yeah i, I knew they were they were um kind of uh, uh sister programs i remember uh uh joanna uh, wrote that up for us and um yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense so two amazing tools two awesome products that are that are now widely available or are these still uh restricted in any way so screencast goes live in m103 which goes out to the public next week uh it's available okay. now on the on the beta channel if you want to switch yeah. over but if you want to stay unstable um uh, it'll be available to you next week uh, for okay. education users, for enterprise users, uh, and for consumers, and basically anyone on a Chromebook. Uh, Cat yeah. Moderator is, uh, we have an early access program uh, that we've launched uh, with schools this summer, uh, where we're going to be rolling it out widely to a whole bunch of classrooms uh, around the country. Yeah, and we've got uh, we've got that sign-up form, we've got that link uh, over on uh, one of our articles, but we'll, we'll obviously include any of this stuff down in the show notes, so for anybody who's listening who's interested in this stuff can, can go Bring check it, it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, Let's switch gears for just a moment. I, I do want to make sure that we that we chat about about Figma because yeah. uh, we were kind of briefly discussing this before we went live here, and I was telling you that this is a program that that uh, that I've I've used and, and messed around with for for several years. Um, you know, in in prior work at a marketing firm, doing doing a lot of digital uh, creation and creating you know all sorts of content for clients, and even still, you know, with with the work that we do, uh, still there there's certain things in you know different apps that we might need to uh, click into to check out so still still familiar with figma but now um with this recent announcement like fill everybody in on on kind of what has happened and and where figma is at now with education yeah Uh, so for those of you who might not be familiar with figma uh figma is a web-based collaborative design tool uh enables you to create you know vector style and uh infographics or illustrations, uh, storyboards, presentation slides, anything you can draw, you can do it in Figma. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can do it in Figma with friends. Uh, So you can invite your entire team to be working simultaneously. It's all browser-based. And so, you know, really uh, plays well with our our sort of, I would say, lifeblood of Chrome OS, which is is collaboration. and Figma has been around for a number of years. Uh, they are, we are working with them now to sort of bring them to high school classrooms uh, across the United States. Uh, so uh, over so the course cool. of the last couple of months, we've run sort of a closed uh, pilot with a number of high schools. Uh, and Figma is expanding that out to a public beta uh, later this summer. Uh, you can apply through their website to, to be part of that program. Uh, we're really excited because this is going to put world-class design tools, collaborative design tools, into the hands of a whole lot of high schoolers on Chromebooks uh, across the U.S. and, and beyond. Uh, and it, I think it's really going to uh, uh, increase access uh, to design to a whole lot of students who, who otherwise might not have that access. Uh, and, and when I say design, I, I don't just mean visual design and, and traditional mm-hmm. graphics tools. Uh, one of the things that I love most about Figma is that it allows you to prototype and build interactive designs as well. Uh, so it's not just flat art, but you can add buttons and you can link from one screen to another screen. And very easily, very quickly, you can build yourselves, you know, app prototypes or website prototypes or or um, or anything along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and and by doing this, we we basically are they're building a bridge from uh, visual design to interactive design and, and ultimately into computer science and engineering. And I think they're lowering the floor 
uh, for students who, who might be interested in game design or application development or, or website development, um, uh, but aren't quite comfortable and aren't quite ready to jump into a computer science course. Uh, and by sort of introducing a little bit of interactivity on top of design, they're they're lowering the floor and, and raising the ceiling. Yeah, and we were we were talking about this uh, also a little bit before we started rolling, just um, you know about about the fact that not everyone is is necessarily going to have to be a you know a developer or uh, you know uh, is going to have to be super proficient in in coding, but uh, being able to create. You know, interesting an interesting presentation for for um, you know a, a presentation you're doing at work, being able to create a cool you know birthday flyer, whatever you know anything, or it, it, to be able as you said to be able to kind of take that first step towards maybe a, a dream of creating an app uh, or, or whatever or a website, um, and and that's something that you know there and there's other sites out there that that are doing similar stuff, um, but Figma like you said, is kind of removing uh, some of those barriers into that. I think there's there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are designing stuff and creating things that, that maybe wouldn't wouldn't have before. And Figma, you know, is is a great resource for that, especially if we can get this in the hands of, of high school students who are, you know, uh, creating projects and stuff. And then, oh, by the way, now when they go into college, they now have a little bit more understanding about, about design. Yep. Um, because I think, like, I, I come from you know, a, a kind of design background and, and creating, uh, you know, visually interesting things. And I think design is all over us. Design is in, you know, we're using an app right now called Riverside. And the way that this looks and the way that these buttons are laid out and all of these things matter, right? And, uh, and, and if we can, and if we can help people create better presentations, that's, that's one less terrible, like, finance report that somebody has to sit through and look at, you know, some terrible PowerPoint that somebody tried to put together. You know, we're, we're all creators as kids, right? And we're all designers as we go into the workforce as well. And, and whether you're designing a storyboard for a movie, whether you're designing a website or a you know, a paper handout, whether you're designing the cover page for uh, a manuscript that you're writing or yeah. a PowerPoint slide uh, for, for, you know, the boardroom. Uh, we are all designers in, in one way or another and putting these tools into the hands of, of students at a young age and getting them comfortable with design and getting them practiced and, and iterating, I think is a, is a really, you know, important thing for all of us to be doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and fun little tidbit here, uh, we actually design Chrome OS in Figma on Chromebooks. Uh, and that's something that, that maybe some of your, your viewers don't know, um, is we use Figma at Google uh, and, uh, and much of Chrome OS is designed in it as well. I don't know that I knew that. I, I, maybe maybe the other guys did, but I don't know that I knew that. That is incredible, and it's like it's the perfect tool for it, right? Because of that that collaborative design that 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 you can do, and and hey, rather than me creating this prototype, sending it over to you in you know an email, and then you mark it up and send it back to me, like let's just hop into this same this same project in Figma and and collaborate. Yeah, I love it. Is so uh, you said the. Um, what what sort of availability are we talking with uh, with Figma for education now? I know I was I had the email pulled or I had the the um, uh, the article pulled up somewhere, but you might know. Um, it, you know, obviously this is a tool that's just kind of out there for consumers. Um, rolling this out, uh, you said specifically high schools. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So what sort of availability is this? Is this uh, something that's already out there? If somebody's listening to this and they want to want to dive right in can they can they just go on to uh, figma and find this uh so uh, 
over the course of the summer, they're going to be rolling out to high schools across the U.S. Uh, there's a sign-up form, uh, which we'll, we'll link to in the show notes, yeah. uh, where you can uh, contact them, uh, and then they'll make licenses available uh, okay. to the Figma application to you in uh, at bulk or yeah, at scale. Right. Uh, and, and the and licenses are all actually, they're managed inside of Google Admin Console. So yeah. uh, for, as a school administrator, one of the more challenging things about application provisioning and deployment um, is pushing applications out to thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in some cases of students across many, many different devices. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the things that we're really excited about with this project is Figma is actually doing all of their application management uh, through Google Admin Console. So school administrators who are managing their workspace applications and their Google accounts and their Chromebooks and Android devices all via Admin Console uh, can now uh, manage licenses to Figma as well. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, and I think you know, with with that sort of uh, backend admin stuff, making that as easy, that deployment as easy as possible. <laughs> These school districts who are trying to roll this stuff out, you know, let's make it as easy as possible. And the more that 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 you all and and these developers can roll into the the admin console, um, yeah, that's that's a win. That's a big win. Yeah, um, it's the sort of like the not so secret secret to our success with Chrome OS, right? Um, right. Is the ease of deployment and yep. uh, the ability to remotely control uh, student devices and teachers' devices and, and push updates to them and push new applications to them all from a single website without having to, you know, get in your Geek Squad mobile and drive over to uh, yep. the school to, to get hands on a device and, and change settings. Um, yeah. it, it brings a, a, a degree of scale that was unprecedented uh, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's and it's like, it, you know, obviously we're not super duper plugged in on the EDU side of things. We've been we've been really excited, though, about having some of these conversations uh, recently and, and chatting with folks like you and, and, and folks like Taryn uh, Sullivan, who we had a chat with yeah. recently, you know, because we see we see uh, like all of these cool features that are getting built and, and these cool things that are getting into the classroom. And we recognize that, you know, these are, these are, these are kids that are, that are using Chromebooks and this is how they're learning. And when they're, like I said, like when they're, when they're going into to college, they're hopefully going to get a Chromebook. And when they go out and get their job, they're hopefully going to have a Chromebook for that. And, and, you know, it's this, uh, it's kind of this, this starting point of, um, you know, the consumers that do end up coming to us who are looking for that, that new Chromebook, you know, that, 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 uh, that, that new device that's going to be, you know, the right Chromebook for them, you know, and they've, they've grown up with these EDU devices that are all, you know, they're, they're great. They, they get the job done for what they want, but then they're like, oh, wow, there's this, there's this new HP Elite Dragonfly Chromebook coming and it can do all of these other things. Like, and so we recognize like, that that edu is kind of like the starting point for so many people it's the introduction into chrome os excuse me for for so many for so many kids and and we just love that and so great work i mean the 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 work that your team's doing and especially i mean yeah i'm sure you can tell we've been geeking out over over screencast and we're excited that that's out so um yeah great work and you all just uh yeah keep up the good work that's those that was everything i wanted to hit on if you've got anything else by all means, you can throw it in here. No, um, thanks for, for taking the time to talk it over and helping us to spread the word. Um, this is, there are some exciting launches for us and um, yeah. uh, really happy to, to let as many people know about them as possible. Yeah, love it, love it. And like I said, we'll try to link uh, all of these things because there's a couple of these uh, uh, kind of sign-up beta programs that you all can uh, go check out if you're interested in some of these. So Andy, thanks so much for taking some time to chat and yep. uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. 
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.